conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome. Man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast 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 Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What are we doing today, bro? We are talk about where does hip hop draw its identity from. Hmm. That's a, that's a that's a that's a deep question. Yeah, it's yo. a lot of layers to yeah, that. Yeah, it's a philosophical uh, question you yeah. ask. I like that. I like that. And, and of course, before us to you know come to really a hard, concrete answer about where it draws its identity from, yeah. especially in present time. Yeah, we got to go back a little bit. Facts. To see Facts. where historically where did hip hop draws identity from? For sure. For sure. Um. I agree. I, before we get into that, though, I, I imagine we'll we'll address the fact that this is the last episode of the year. Yeah. And obviously, the last episode of the decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's it's apropos that we tackle a pro a, 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 a topic that's as broad as you know what I mean yeah. is what we're topping uh, tackling today, like a. You know what I mean? Expect this to, to wrap up a decade. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can kind of give our predictions on where hip-hop will draw its identity from in the future. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I I think it's a dope topic, and I think it's a dope way to end the year and a dope way to end the decade without being hokey and doing it. We already did our decade episode. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. off the fly, too. I yeah. think that's I think that's what make it dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sit back and do a gang of research and watch videos we did but. You know what made yeah. sense to us in in conversation. You know, right, so right. go back and watch that uh, decade for a few, or for I forgot yeah. what it's called. Decade for a few. Decade for a few. Yeah, um, episode. It's probably like two weeks, two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so where you want to start, man? So I, I think it's only right for you to okay. like okay. give for you to speak on the historical aspect yeah. right okay. because you're closer to it because i got the most great hair yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got the most great hair to put it simple <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but no you've doubt. seen the whole evolution of hip-hop from yeah. its beginning yeah to where we are now right um and so you have a little bit more insight on it where it drew its identity from in the early stages uh than i do um, i came a few years after the after beginning that, I, I i agree i agree it's funny because looking back, the identity for hip hop seemed a lot more. It seemed a lot more individual, right? Because it was more braggadocious. It was more, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm talking like '80s hip hop. It seemed a lot more individual. 
but within that individual part, like crews, even within the crews, everybody had a different character. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like it take UTFO. One was Dr. Ice. One was the the love guy. One was the mm. the professor. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, like this yeah. was this was how they how most groups were were constructed. So it was more about individuality and cutting through. Mm-hmm. That was the the identity was more culture driven, hip hop culture driven. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like there was exactly. a lot more DJing. There was a lot more dancers in in videos. Yeah, you know there was in early videos there was even break dancers. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like in 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 later eras there was there was paired up group dances with routines. You know, uh, and that that happened even as early as UTFO because Jermaine Dupree went out on tour with UTFO as a child, as a dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it was it was more hip hop culture driven. So you saw more elements of the culture in hip hop, and that was the identity of it. Mm-hmm. And so much so that when you saw it being parodied in a Flintstone, uh, <laughs> in a Flintstone. Serial commercial, yeah. or as one of the whammies on Pressure Luck. If y'all remember that show, I know that's an old I reference. Um, and if y'all don't remember, yeah, whoever does remember will know what I mean when I say no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Yeah, that shit was kind of hot. <laughs> and, and 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 if you got a fucking whammy, that motherfucker used to come out sometimes. Sometimes that bitch would come out break dancing. So when you saw a parody, you saw them take. Parts of the elements of hip hop. If you see a parody of hip hop now, you don't really see any of the elements of hip hop. You see people waving their hands, probably some jewelry. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? A fancy car in the back, but you don't necessarily. But in the 80s, when it was being parodied and, and, and appropriated and stolen by other cultures um, for marketing purposes, you actually saw the elements of the hip because that's what they were seeing. Yeah. The, 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 the identity was truly hip hop at that point you know does that make sense yeah so so let me yeah yeah so let me ask this so uh so the people that were doing hip hop in mm-hmm. the early stages right mm-hmm. and you you mentioned uh you referenced utfo yeah right and how um each of them were different right right so at that time are you saying like it was the Individual expression, the personal For individual sure. creative expression. For sure, that's what produced the identity of hip hop. For sure, um, I think at that time it was it was an ingredient of hip hop was whackness, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to that ingredient by copycatting another motherfucker. Or biting another motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? So you didn't want to be like so-and-so in the, up the street. You wanted to be better than so-and-so up the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not going to sound like him. You know, you might be you might be compared to him, but it ain't because y'all sound alike. Rakim and Big Daddy Kane don't sound alike. No. But they always got compared because they were the best to do it at the time that they were doing it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So it was one of them things. Uh... It definitely came from the and, and, and authenticity was what we felt like was a part of hip hop. So yes, they are they were more themselves. They wasn't gonna come up trying to be like. And if they were, it was a completely different version. You see elements like EPMD 
you can clearly, if you look at EPMD, you see elements of Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Right? Even in the logo. It's there. Right? But you don't automatically think Run DMC when you hear or see EPMD. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, so it's part of hip-hop to be, to pay homage and, and to take little parts. But it's sucker shit to to be just like this other nigga over here. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. We see a lot of sucker shit today. Yeah. And a lot of someone not just paying homage or... Um, but being, straight up stealing. Yeah, just straight up, yeah, replicating. Yeah, replicating. A, a sound, yeah, a cadence, a tune. We saw it. In, we saw it in eras before, but it's way more prevalent now. Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that's to put it nicely, mm-hmm. because pretty much that that just is the norm now. It is like you know how it was. The further you go back, it wasn't the norm. It was right. kind of it was going on, but it no, it's totally flipped. Today, right. the norm is right. Everybody sounding like everyone, everyone, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's, it's super nuanced. Yeah. It's super nuanced. Um, we all, we've had conversations about how nuanced hip hop is and, yeah. and our parents not really being able to tell the difference between one rapper and another in, in our, in our youth. Um, but I understand that just like I understand a lot of jazz sounds alike to people, mm-hmm. Right. But I understand the nuance. I understand the nuance of hip hop too. There's a lot less nuance between the artists in the day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. today, in the, between artists today, they sound a lot alike. Yeah. You know what I mean? They sound a lot alike. And there's there's stars, for instance. There's stars like Young Thug, for instance. Today, I know this is a little off topic, but Young Thug has a distinct sound. Yes. Very distinct sound. I've been hearing a lot about this new guy, Roddy Rich. Right? Mm-hmm. He just dropped the album recently, so I went and listened to it. I ain't gonna front the album. Fire. I like it better than almost every Young Thug album that I've listened to. Pretty much, I actually like it better than Young Thug's music. But that nigga sound like Young Thug. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. He sounds like a he sounds like a more lucid young thug. He sounds like young thug trying. To be an artist that you can understand. Mm. And to write good songs. Not just talk about shit that is so coded that you have to know him as a friend and know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. And that's just me. But, and that shit is even okay. Nobody even, every once in a while you hear somebody say, well, I think in, in a few years he'll find his own voice. Yeah. But they won't say he sound like Young Thug. Like, ain't nobody saying that shit. Mm-hmm. He fire, but that nigga sound like Young Thug. For real. Yeah. You know? But, that and that shit's okay. today, And it was okay then, too, because we took Public Enemy, and we know for a fact that X-Clan could not have existed without Public Enemy already paving the way with the, with the, with the rhetoric and the different look and the feel. And them niggas went, they didn't look like Public Enemy. They presented sort of like Public Enemy because of the number of them and the message. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we accepted that shit. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know? And I love X-Clan and Public Enemy. I, 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 like, I like, I can't say I loved it, but I never turned off X-Clan. That shit was hot. Yeah, shit was hot. It was hot. You know what I mean? We fuck with... We, Fushnickens, Fushnickens got to live. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, niggas listened to that shit, and they were clearly knockoffs of DOS effects. Yeah. Clearly knockoffs. A lot of people didn't, but a lot of people did. Yeah, like, yeah, them motherfuckers yeah. no, was, they wasn't, they was. They didn't get shut down. They definitely didn't get shut down. Yeah. I didn't like them. You see what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. definitely didn't get shut down. You know, it is what it is. It, it was it, it was a lot of that shit yeah. going on. Yeah, but this is now this is the the um, difference though that I would point out um, is that clearly you can we wouldn't get an X Clan without a public enemy, right? Right. But the, but like you were saying about the EPMD and the Run mm-hmm. DMC, you see influence or whatever, but. The music didn't sound the same. That's the true. flow didn't sound the right. same. So they were distinguishable, even right. if we that's could true. recognize some that's parallels and influence. And that goes back to my that being way less nuanced now right. than it was then. Right now, you know, persons just yeah, everything is pretty yeah. much the same. The look, the so, sound. So that is is one more thing because I know this is kind of off topic where we at now. So, but one more thing to add to that before we get back on topic, right? Yeah. So. Um, I was having a conversation with Devin earlier, who's in the building actually, but we, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, give him a shout out. Yeah. We were having a conversation earlier and we were talking about tight beats, right? Okay. And I was telling him that based on the way the industry works, tight beats are a way to win because the industry is looking for the next so and so. Yeah. They're looking for a tight. Of artists and that artist is looking for a type of sound and that's easy and that's the easiest way to find it you know what I mean there was a time where a tight beat would get you ran the fuck out of here because you can't we can't sell two of you yeah, yeah, like yeah. that you see yeah. what I'm saying that doesn't make sense you right. know even when there was a Queens explosion they didn't sell two Nazis they sold different versions of that aesthetic yeah mm-hmm you see what I'm saying? Different versions of that aesthetic. Mob Deep was a completely different version of the 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 Queensbridge aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. But the first time I heard uh, Shook Ones, I knew for my words were, they got to be down with Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got to be down with Nas because you can hear it. Mm-hmm. To my parents, though, Nas and, and, and Mob Deep probably sounded just alike. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, just like to us, fucking so-and-so and so-and-so sound like motherfucking Block Boy JB and uh, YB, uh, young NBA Young Boy, mm-hmm. to me, are the same artists. Indistinguishable. Yeah, yeah. Of course there are. Yeah, it's absolutely you know, but but you know, I I just have to. Yeah, but no, that's good. We actually, I feel like we are on topic because we what we're talking about is individuality, um, creative expression, right. which is all, which ultimately is going to produce the identity mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. hip hop looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, this is one of the things too. That I feel like I felt like in in environment mm-hmm. played a part in. I think it really did um, the identity of hip hop earlier on. Now, yeah. not so much. Yeah, really. it was. But it, earlier on, mm-hmm. it was reflecting, particularly in one of, and you are, you know, can speak more to the contrasting the earlier releases before this, but 
when Grandmaster Flash Furious Five put out the message, mm-hmm. right? And and it's funny because when we, as I'm thinking and I'm saying identity, <laughs> I'm thinking about the video, mm-hmm. and you know how he's looking in the video. Mm-hmm. But as I'm saying identity, is really kind of an abstract word when we say because we. I guess we kind of it can kind of go into the dress, but I'm thinking more so of the feel exactly. and the sound. Right. That's what we mean when we right. say identity in right. hip hop. Right. And that particular song, right. I, and I'm sure there was others before, but that was one prominent song in mm-hmm. which it was heavily reflected, like what was going on, what they experienced, what right. they grew, filtered into the music, and exactly. that's helped to create the identity of right. hip hop. Right. Um, Greatly, the yes. serious side of it. The se- right. The serious side. Of right. It. Um, there was a there was a huge in the eighties, especially in the in the mid to late eighties. Hip hop got really playful, but I think that was based on the origins of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that I, I, I it all it all breaks down to. There was a, there was a, there was a, in the eighties, there was a small sector of hip hop. And I think the message was in that small sector where it spoke to the plight of what the people doing the music was going through or the people that were directly experiencing the music was going through. Right. Um, I think, I think the message was definitely in that, in that help. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the other stuff I think was touting the things that I was talking about earlier. The the more cultural sides of it. The dance. Yeah. The dress. Yes. The but it was coming from a more encapsulated place because hip hop hadn't grown much outside of New York yet. So it looked and felt like the culture of hip hop. The yeah. in its original state. Yes. That's how it that's that I feel like that was the identity of it then. Um going into the next phase It was still braggadocious, and I would say it. The next phase on mass hip hop, Zulu Nation was the identity of hip hop for about four or five years. Mm. I would I would dare to say that era that era went from when you first see De La Soul. Mm-hmm. And actually, a little bit before that, because you could start with Jungle Brothers, but they didn't have the impact on greater hip hop yeah, yeah, that yeah. De La Soul yeah, did. But sure. from De La Soul to then Tribe to then Queen Latifah to then Moly Love to then, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Naughty by Nature coming after that. Then, uh, shit, any offshoot of that branch. Mm-hmm. They there's an era where pretty much everything that came on was Zulu Nation influence. Yeah. Shit, Queen Latifah shit is named Flavor Nation because it's an offshoot of Zulu Nation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that shit ran. That was that whole medallion. Uh, being able to be free with dancing, having pride in your verses, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even Public Enemy is thrown into that, definitely because they was strong Zulu Nation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was, there was an era with that late '90s to the to the until street hip hop 
which is the next identity we'll get to. You mean, uh, you didn't mean to say late 90s, you mean late 80s? Uh, late 80s, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Late 80s in the early, thank you, thank you so much. Late 80s in the early 90s, yeah. early to mid 90s, Zulu Nation was the easiest way to explain the identity of hip hop. In my opinion. Agreed. Well, I think it would be hard to argue against that. I, I, I think so, but I'm sure there's some asshole out there that's going to try. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, they was running shit. Yeah. Think about how many people Red Alert put on. Yeah. Red Alert was straight Zulu Nation. Mm-hmm. I think the only people that wasn't Zulu Nation was motherfucking uh, um, Molly Maul and them. Mm-hmm. I think everybody else You see what I'm saying yeah. During that era I think that was the only people That really was in Zulu Nation Yeah And they might as well been BDP Zulu Nation Yeah Yeah I mean Yeah I was thinking about <clears throat> Thinking about their crew Yeah Um Okay So the next thing, so it's amazing. Now, hold on before you, you before you say that. Maybe there's somebody listening that has absolutely no idea what the fuck Zulu Nation is, <laughs> and we just talking about it as if the world knows exactly what Zulu Nation is, and we was gonna say this era from this time to this time, the identity was Zulu Nation, and move on, and people was gonna be like, but. What the fuck does that mean? So, Zulu Nation, do you you want to explain it? You want, you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to do it as fast as I can. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm trying to do it as fast as I can. Um, easiest way to say it is African Africa Bambata found the the tool of hip hop as a means to unify gangs in late seventies, right? Late 70s, early 80s. Uh, that unification brought apart parties, DJs, dance crews, rap crews. Um, he threw shows uh, to bring people together, performances, contests, all types of things. Uh, people that were in these crews came on to be some of the pioneers and the greats of early hip-hop, not the era that I'm even talking about. I'm talking about early hip-hop, early 80s hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash, and, you know, uh, I mean, almost anybody you can name from that era was Zulu Nation. Yeah. Um, that, that, that era set up the next era. Um, by the time the next era came, the next era being the late 80s, early 90s, the next generation of kids had jumped on it. Right, so the style of it changed. It got a little more bohemian, um, still with an African slant. Yeah, you know, uh, it was a lot of knowledge of self, a lot of understanding who you are as black people, a lot of being proud of that. But it was still teenagers being teenagers. Right. You know what I mean? We chasing chicks in the music. You know what I mean? Some of them going through high school. Some of them getting in fights. Some of them, you know what I mean? Like, but this was all in the music. But it was a lot of and and but this was all in the music. It was in the way people talk. It was the way people dress. The way people cut their hair. You know what I mean? It was the way people produce their beats. Jazz ended up being a part of hip hop during this era. Mm-hmm. Stetsa Sonic. Sonic was a part of Zulu Nation. I mean, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> which is funny because when you mentioned Zulu Nation and yeah. uh, you mentioned a, a few things, but that that was like a major a part, like the undercurrent mm-hmm. of Zulu Nation was right of like Black Pride. Black Pride, absolutely. That's why I was like called knowledge Zulu yourself, Nation. Right. Knowledge yourself and, and understand that we right, are from Africa, right? And all of all of that, and, and that ties into a conversation we haven't had yet, but Islam. Influence in hip hop because all gotta, of them was I can't wait. dealing with do Islam that. Yeah. at that time all too. The, so a lot of it was between yeah. Islam and uh, tying the roots back into Africa. Absolutely. Right? So, but it's it's so funny <coughs> because you know how people say I am hip hop or this mm-hmm. person is hip hop. Like literally, yeah. The identity of hip hop was really who, who they were because exactly. they were and their beliefs, their practices, their principles. That's right. Filter straight into the music. That's right. So and when I think of it now, it's like I think of like when you say identity, like I'm just saying like the app, some of them, but mm-hmm. the average rap, mm-hmm. especially among the young, like they don't know the fuck they are. They don't know. African Bimbada decided who the fuck he was and decided to show everybody around him. <laughs> yeah. Right. And 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 he figured the easiest way to show him and to get him for fighting is to get him to do music and to fuck with his music. And years later, a decade or so later, that influence bubbled up and we saw it. Mm-hmm. So we can say Zulu Nation because it's true. Yeah. But that second period from late 90s to, I mean, late 80s to early 90s, mid 90s, the identity is it's it, Zulu Nation, but in essence, is is African Bimbada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we we can say a lot of people Godfather hip hop, but he's definitely one of them, yo. Yes. Like he's he's. I mean, say what you want about him. Right. You know what I mean, yeah, that you know that's how in tune we be. I was just about to give a caveat about yeah. any controversy surrounding him. Yeah, right when you said at the same time, I, I was yeah. say what you want about him, but I can't take you away. Can't deny, you, you never can't, can deny history. You cannot deny history. So whatever facts, you cannot deny yeah, so history. Whatever uh, happened, OJ ran those yards. Yes, he killed those people, <laughs> but he ran those yards with the ball. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't act like the man didn't run the yards with the ball. I'm sorry, he did that before he killed the people. He did, and even if he did it after he killed the people, it's still, still a fact. That's a fact that he did you know it. I mean? and, and I don't like so. And, and, and so on our show, we don't do that. Try to rewrite history nah. because if someone nah, and we're not gonna write you out on. of it either. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna write nah. you out of it either. Credit so. is due. Credit is due, due regardless. Facts. It's so fucked yeah, up that, yeah. that there's an era of hip hop that's due to a child molester. But hey, it's a, a, alleged. Because I ain't gonna I ain't gonna defend yeah. him either. I'm not gonna sit here and act like we don't know what they said he did. Right. Either. Right. So I'm yeah. gonna say you know, but alleged. I don't know what the fuck the man did. I know I do know what he did. And motherfucker, in, it, he influenced the era of hip hop to be great. <laughs> we, we got empirical data on data that. Data on that one. I know for a fact. I ain't got to trust nobody's word on that shit. I saw that shit with my own motherfucking yeah. eyes. Fuck what you're talking transition. about. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so the era after that. Oh man. So we we covered the the late we covered the late 70s, early 80s. We got mm-hmm. to the late ni- late 80s, mid 90s, early 90s, mid 90s. Mm-hmm. So from there we start to transition to, uh, what would you say? Because I think 
Um, street. Yeah. We start. We starting to get into. That's exactly the word. More. Um, we're starting to get into more. Um, street. Yeah. Street. Um, <laughs> yeah. Street tales, basically. Facts. And would you want to serve up why you think that is first, or do you? Would you? Would, how would you want to do that? Oh, because I have a I have a theory, and I'm pretty sure you do too. Oh, of what caused the change? Yeah, what the caused that? Yeah. Uh, the meeting? Huh? No, 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 not the meeting, not the meeting, not the meeting. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, see. Oh, money. Mm. Well, money is money is definitely a part, and how? Because at this at, at that point, because remember, we got we have to remember historically, and we always talk about this. I always bring it up, yeah. like. Hip hop artists used to wasn't even invited to award right, shows and stuff right, in the right, early beginning, right. but they also thought it was a fad. But yeah. when they saw, oh shit, now you move into late eighties, yeah. early nineties, oh this shit stayed around. Yeah, we making a little bread off. Yeah, of you get this is a yeah. this can be a viable right. means of making money. Yeah, see, I agree, but I think it was money from a whole different place that that put hip hop. In the oh, the, in the crack era, there you go. the crack era hit. There you go. You hit the, the nail. Cra- when you in the crack yeah. era hit, <clears throat> when the crack era hit, when the crack era hit, it's just like it's just like Bambada. Bambada was late, late seventies, early eighties. His influence popped up late eighties, about ten years, mm-hmm. and and ran an era, right. Crack era was about 85 is when it started. The influence of it in hip-hop pops up about, what, in 95? Heavy. Heavy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, the era, you, you there was a clear change. 94. Yeah, you start hearing but about it. It's really yeah. spikes 95 and beyond. Niggas is rapping about being drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You get street tales. So, about it take about 10 years, it seems, mm-hmm. for whatever's going to influence... Wow, I'm gonna hold that. Then that's that's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. so it takes about ten years for whatever is going to be the influence for it. So far, that seems yeah, to be the pattern. The pattern, yeah. Um, and I think it's gonna hold true. Yeah, I'm I think it's sure. gonna hold true based on what your statement was to start this one. But the crack era is clearly because you can. How many artists got popping that wasn't talking about crack from ninety uh, five? From 95 and, until people stopped smoking crack. <laughs> crack went out of style. People stopped smoking. <laughs> crack literally but went out yeah. of style. Because I remember when my niggas yeah. pretty much had to stop hustling crack. Because it, it ain't the same. Yeah, you ain't making money. Uh, yeah, so, but, but what I, you know what I'm looking at is how we, we know the, devast- the devastation that crack caused. Mm-hmm. Like in the black inner city communities, right? Throughout the country, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, not just in New York, but those horrible conditions led to some great street poet, right? Like that, that gave birth to a Nas, yes, sir, yes, sir. and a Jay Z. That gave birth to a Jay Z and, and, and a Push T. All of these rappers yeah. that can just so eloquently yeah. get over yeah. stories, yeah. And those stories, and a biggie. yeah, and a biggie, and those stories are. Shit. On a deeper level, not yeah, to cut you yeah, off, but on a deeper level, crack gave us Tupac. Like, 
Yeah. You don't get the pain that Tupac was able to express without his mom being as fucked up as she was, God bless her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and didn't know you was, a, you know what I'm saying? Although you were a cracked fiend mama. Yeah, still. See, always was a black, black queen, queen mama. mama. Like, what the fuck? You know how impactful crack gotta be on a community for that to be the crowd in the music? Yeah. That's nuts. Crack was ravaging. Our mm-hmm. shit, and we were still able to create beauty from it, like you saying. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, and and it's funny because I'm looking, and at some point we may or may not talk about the alleged meeting that happened with Record Zeps to make it whatever. We because we did a show be, on it. Didn't yeah, we? yeah. But I, I'm I'm just thinking like the influence of Zulu Nation and what we talked about, Ooh. and how. You get something to diametrically oppose because nobody yeah. in Marcy Projects, yeah. no black person, just thought, I'm going to invent crack today. Fact. Like, and we don't have to go into all of that, right. but we know <laughs> where it was we, invented. We know the U.S. government it. gave right. the black community and it, crack. And how it went. And Fact. so that seemed like a direct chant against the prior. The prior. Oh, oh, y'all yeah. niggas, oh, y'all got y'all, pride. Y'all got pride? We, you think you know we something? We didn't give y'all enough dope in Vietnam. Yeah, right. Which from that we got the iceberg slims the and iceberg the, slims, you understand right. the same the, another different a different version of the same beautiful ghetto tale. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Told eloquently. Yes. You know, so we end up with that from from when they hit us the first not the first time but the the last time yeah. with a, with a with a dope epidemic. Yeah. You know what I mean, this time they hit us with the crack and 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 because they needed us to get it. What did they do? They mm. needed us to get it. What did they do? The meeting. Oh, they had a meeting, the record mm-hmm. heads of these major labels, and had a meeting to where they wanted to change the image mm-hmm. of hip-hop or the narrative that the artists put out there right. and make it more basically violent, exactly. which is going to lead to your spiking gangster rap and exactly. all, quote-unquote. But this is, <clears throat> this is what's funny. The whole, they, are, they were smart enough to know Mm-hmm. That if we get too many waves of bandbotters, this takes them out from under our control. Fact. So we're gonna put a stop. We're gonna throw a monkey wrench in the game. We're gonna put this crack out here mm-hmm. and create circumstances and conditions to make yeah. people gravitate to it. But this is the thing. It slowed down the whole black consciousness in music. It really did. Because they knew that music was a dominant influence going all the way back to, you know what I mean, uh, slave, uh, not chants, but uh, damn, I don't know why the name of it is escaping me. Hymns. Yeah, hymns. It was another name, but... But my point being, they wanted to do something so they could control the narrative. That's right. That's the whole point. That's right. Especially when they saw money can be attached. Mm-hmm. So they knew we can kill two birds with one, one stone. stone. We can take control of the narrative and slow down mm-hmm. a wave that has been influencing the young. Because one thing you always mentioned, how hip-hop has always been amongst the young. That's right. When you... When you want to, if you, I know, damn, this seeming like super political, mm. uh, kind of like stuff we talking about, shit. Well, I but mean, the funny, th- but I mean, conversation I'm, for a few is this is shit that I would say if we was off the mic just talking. That's the whole but, point. Like when you read the files, when you read the um, the files on Malcolm X, mm-hmm. right? When they wanted to find out who was going to 
who should they who should be targeted? They mm. said, "Don't worry about Elijah. Mom. He's old. He's going to die. Mm. We need to focus on the young ministers." They had a group of ministers. Minister Farrakhan was a minister in Boston mm. at the time. Malcolm. They was like, "We need to focus on all the young ones." I'm saying that to say, That's right. it's always the young that they they ain't focus on them old. They not focusing like, on us who's right been, now. They they right. they want to know. Like even right now, who is influencing the young right. people? Right now, right. and they pretty much have taken control of the narrative and they know whatever the whatever is going out through the music is going to be the influence in the community. That's a fact. And so we need to control that That's to our fact. liking. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and unfortunately, it's been, it's funny, it's been a double-edged sword because even though how we're saying like the, the great devastation of the crack epidemic gave birth to like... Mm-hmm. Like, but that's great musicians. But that's what okay. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. But those great musicians were great musicians without the without devastation. Without the devastation, right? You see what I'm saying? But we, as a people, make the best out of our situation. Oh yeah. So you're gonna make be- we're gonna we black people are gonna make beauty Regardless. when we're in mm-hmm. fucked up situations. Mm-hmm. You give us no tools, we're gonna build pyramids. Mm-hmm. You mean that's just how it go. So and they know that, so they know they're gonna be able to profit off whatever pressure they put us under. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Whatever pressure they put us under as a people, we're gonna be able to profit off of it, especially after this meeting. Yeah, you know what I mean. And go back and find the episode that we was talking about. It. I mean, if we can figure it out before the end of this one, we'll, we'll send it to you. We'll, we'll tell y'all what it is at the end. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. So street, street. Music and the funny thing is, is street music ran shit for a long and, and, time. And and, and, I, and funny, I'm taking of course the name from Nasson, but we can just call it street dream music. Street, street dream, street because that's, that's what everyone is was. talking and expiring yep. to be. Yep, street dream music, the street yeah. dream era. Yeah, wow, it was a real street dream era, and not to jump ahead, but right now we're in the street fantasy era. That's you see true. what I'm saying? We're in the street. If, if, if it's street, it's complete fantasy. Mm-hmm. Back then it was street dreaming. Now it's street fantasy. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like something you said made me think of a, of a of a not a deeper or further conspiracy theory, but it popped a conspiracy theory in my head. Yeah. And it was it was around when they saw that you can kill two birds with one stone. You know, you, we can, we can give them a narrative that's poison, mm-hmm. right? And we can we can make money off of them. Yeah. And the way that we entice them to continue to follow this narrative is we start to make them rich. So there was two things you pointed on. Uh, before we got to the crack era, you started saying money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that began during the street dream era, and it's continuing throughout the next era into this one, right? But it seems to me that they let, they gave us an example of what it looks like to come from the street dream era and be the American dream. Mm. And that is Jay-Z. Jay-Z is starting to look like a plant. 
<laughs> a very negative symbol. <laughs> yeah. A very negative symbol for our people. If you think about it from my angle, that ain't going back right now. You know what I mean? If this was if this was constructed, then of course they would they'd allow somebody to ascend. Mm -hmm. Because you got to to be a beacon and and to fight for. You know what I mean? Like, because because it has to be someone that people can still have hope in to think that they can. Well, yeah. Go that era wasn't that era wasn't bad. That era was look at Jay. Yeah. Look at now. It's like Jay's the the goat. You know what I mean? But I, that's, I ain't saying it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Something to think about. Something to think about. Something to think about. The Street Dream era did give us a lot of classic, though. A lot of classic mm -hmm. music. Now, it's something, because this whole thing, even though we're talking about FBI files, all this stuff, yeah, yeah. it's still all about identity. Identity. Because when you said something earlier, and I meant to mention this. Now, and this relates directly to the Street Dream era. Okay. You mentioned like uh, how the mob deep. You knew you was like you said to yourself, I, they down with Nas. It Facts. gotta be like there were people. I remember like this is when we really read the source. Yeah. Right when the source was the source when to go it to was the source. It was the Bible. Right. I remember Mike Geronimo releasing his project The Natural. Mm. I remember when Royal Flush released his project Ninety Seven Get On Millionaire and had the single with um, Noriega Ice Down Medallions. But the point is. It was like every artist that was coming mm. out of Queens, they would say sound like Nas. Right. Even though I said, really, a flush does not sound like Nas. Right. Mike Drum does not sound like Nas. Right. But I understand why they why saying, they it. saying it. But, yeah. the, you know, the smooth, steady flow or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, more descriptive and all that. Right. But lingo it, every once lingo, in a while. Right, right. 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 But it was, it's funny that nobody is saying... Roddy Rich sounds like Young Thug, mm -hmm. and nowadays in time, but you talking about back then, people really did not did, sound did the same. Fucking sound like like you wasn't even, but just for being from the same borough yeah. and even kind of being categorized with the same aesthetics as him, they yeah. say you sound like not. They was like oh, Mike Drama. I remember reading mm -hmm. they, you know, when they critique the albums and give mics and all that. Yeah, they said that the album, the album is good, but it just sounds like a Nas knockoff. Royal Flush sound like Nas sound like look at where we are today. Right. <laughs> right. We talk about identity. Right. And, man, you go listen to those three projects. They don't. They don't sound, sound nothing, nothing alike. Nothing alike. Nothing alike. But you throw these throw three of these joints on back to back. Yeah, randomly you can pick any three artists. Randomly, I guarantee you're gonna get something. Yo. Sounds just alike. Yo, they got little crews and pockets of people that's got a sound, right? Mm -hmm. Like I listened to the Jack Boys, Travis yeah, yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. Uh, people. Yeah. I listened to that CD. That sounds like Travis Scott's music, mm -hmm. right? With his crew on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's got a sound to it. Everybody don't fucking have Mike Dean though. Mm -hmm. Some the majority of people are all picking from. Uh, uh, 808 Mafia and Wheezy out of here and Zaytoven and you see what I'm saying and you know they all picking from that same batch of Sunny Digital when he was running shit they all picking from the same batch of producers mm -hmm. and y'all don't sound y'all don't sound different enough from each other to be picking from the same fucking batch of producers that shit's gonna sound just the right, light. It's right. in. It's like it's like Rick Ross albums. 
Mm-hmm. You could take one song off one and put it on another one. And it'll go and just, it'll go just the yeah. same. It mm-hmm. wouldn't fucking matter. That's true. You could change the order of all these songs in on radio format and it wouldn't fucking matter. It wouldn't make the date go up or down none because all of them got the same energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They that's all a fact. like and that's not to talk down on what the young boys is doing, because I'm telling you, I go listen to the albums and you do too. Yeah. And some of this shit be fire. Yeah. The album be fire. Um but it ain't enough of it. Nah, heck no. Classics still being made. Uh, yeah, Astro World. Yeah, classes are definitely still being made. And, and it's funny, classes are being made by the new era of rappers. Yeah, few, few. Uh, but that's how it's supposed to be. There was few classics in our era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it felt like more. But it really wasn't when it you really think about was. it because people was dropping as we talked about like every, every two, two years. years. <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, it, you know it really I mean? wasn't that many. But your great artists might have three classes in the catalog, but most of your favorite artists might not have one. Now, here's <clears throat> an argument uh, I think I can make is that even in this new era, mm-hmm. some of the older artists are putting out music more they more classics are being made by artists of the older, older era, era than yes, there sir. are of the new era. Yes, sir. I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree with that because I yeah for sure, for sure. And that's new, an argument to be. That's made. an argument to be made. If you talking about subjective classic albums, mm-hmm. not whether you like one style of music versus another style mm-hmm. of music, a classic fucking album. What it makes, what it takes to make a classic. It's definitely more artists from an era before making classics today. Yeah. Then, then current. Which is kind of ironic when you yeah. think about. Well, it, it's ironic except for these motherfuckers know how to make classic albums, and the goal of most artists today isn't to make a classic album. That's true too. You see what I'm saying? So it's and gonna which is, our chances are gonna be higher. Yeah, yeah. Now watch this. Does the money play a part in that? Because you know, have we got to mm. the money era? Because no. that take that changes no, that the was, identity. That was the of next hip-hop. era. That was the next era. <laughs> well, good. That's a perfect right segue. Nigger. Yeah, this my nigga. That's why we do this show. That's why the fuck we do this show, nigga. <laughs> nah, but for real, for real. But uh, yeah, that's that was the next because era. Because every and, and, hold on, did that no, no, go know? ahead, go ahead. We ain't wrote none of this shit down. We did not have nah. a conversation about this shit before we had. It. We decided, <laughs> okay, whatever. Y'all know how we do. We yeah. just had good conversations. This yeah. is what comes out, man. So uh, it, it, it's it's funny because I was gonna say that that's the whole thing today yeah. that stems out of part of the identity of hip hop right now. Right. Getting to the bag. There you go. So we ain't worried about whether. Don't ask me if every song on my album classic. Nigga, right. we trying to get to the bag. Does it stream? Does it stream? Is it making money? There you go. We're not concerned about artistry. Artistry is the last thing. Yeah. Out of the out of our ten point checklist for making music, right. that's like right. point number ten. Point number ten. And we may fuck around and not even get to that. At the artistry all. part. At all. Oh, it, 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 a huge one, a huge, huge one, a huge one. I'm glad you asked that. But uh, the the there's something that you said again, and it was right before we said crack, we said money, mm-hmm. and that was around ninety five, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. when you said that hit. And the money era would say you'd say that probably started when. And it's funny because I feel like the money 
era. It's a hybrid. It, yeah, it's a hybrid. It, mm-hmm. It's overlapping in the street era. in the street era. So I, I think, and I can I'll say this from my own personal experience: mm-hmm. the pinnacle of money era. You're yeah. looking at between '97 mm-hmm. and '99, and of course, just onward. But like when it really was like something new, like oh, this shit is really about yeah, money now. When it hit. 97, so the street, era, street dream era and money era is almost the same. Yeah, era. yeah. So it's in, it's intertwined, right? Because the dream, if you can capture the dream, the it dream is, is the money. fucking money. Yeah, facts. Yeah, and they started. So you rapping about stuff. So it's like, oh, so they rapping yeah. about because remember, so this is this is important. Nas is probably far bigger legend than we already think. Mm-hmm. He's a, actually because I'm thinking <laughs> just with titles, but you go back to Memory Lane. 94 mm-hmm. when he says I heard about the fat cats the Carlys Uptown was Alpo son heard he was Kingpin mm-hmm. that's 94 facts you know what I'm talking about crack legends crack back then legends that had money yeah. that was really doing from it right from the late 80s from the 90s. late 80s right mm-hmm. so then we talked about from 95 on we're putting you know start the street dream era right like now you're getting they're talking about the devastation of crack but at the same time they saw what the people from their neighborhoods that came up mm-hmm. making money, mm-hmm. and so now the goal mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the bad. It, it, it was it was no balance. It was either be devastated or be rich. Exactly. So now we might as well be rich, and I'm going to talk about these things. And so that became the mm-hmm. new identity of music, mm-hmm. painting the picture of the street imagery mm-hmm. and this drug infestation in our communities, right. but also like these street. Legends or heroes right, right. that came up out of it that achieved success and success right. as they see it money, good, you know, big houses, cars, all this jewelry. So the industry mm-hmm. says, Oh, uh, to me, that's what I'm saying. They keep winning with the, mm-hmm. in, with the whole induction of this crack era because now they come back and feed the artists. Now they, they, they feed the artists money and yeah, stay on the money. As a matter of fact, move it into be more flossy. Mm-hmm. Be more mm-hmm. party harder. <laughs> party harder, party yeah. Harder. And, and that was, and then so, so we start seeing the music move into more of a celebratory, flossy so type thing. Let me ask you a question. This is a. It's gonna seem random, but it kind of it, it kind of leans it leads in. When do you remember ecstasy becoming a thing in hip hop? Oh shit, ecstasy. That is I, after two thousands. Like the 2000s. Yeah, like my senior year of high school is 99. We Nobody was talking about ecstasy in the music at that that's time. Fact. And that's hard not like volume two, just to give us time stamp, right? But, but Biggie was talking about ecstasy. And that's funny because it really didn't get, you didn't see a Some really nuance until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get back, and, and I was trying to like, think of Biggie was big. Them niggas was talking about ecstasy on Face Off when they going back and forth. I think Jay mm-hmm. or Sauce mentioned something about ecstasy, but it was, it was, it was, it made it was mentioned right, but it wasn't. It wasn't popping. It wasn't popping. Nobody. It wasn't like really a topic of conversation. Right. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Unless you, I guess, was in that circle. Unless you had enough doing that, right? Unless you had exactly. money and, and was already had access to it, right? Facts. Like I, I Facts. specifically remember, I ain't put none of them out there, but I remember when my man started selling ecstasy to mm. all the white people in Clayton, uh, and that was oh one, oh like oh one, oh two. 
he was yeah, really like, making money. Yeah, that's when it started pop. I was just wondering, yeah. you know what I mean? But I don't know what, what made me ask that, but I needed to know. Yeah. I needed to know. Cause, but, because we're moving into, a, into a, a whole a, new, another a drug whole new, era. Yeah, yeah, because we're into another one. But the artist is the drug. Yeah, with the artists, the artists are on the drugs. But the the era where they got us trapped on money, right? That might, I, I will say I will say Master P and Puffy opened the door for that. Absolutely, Master P and Puffy. And then right That's behind that. That's why I used that, to hate Puff. Remember I said mm-hmm, I used to hate I Puff? <laughs> I know. Master yeah. P, Puffy, and then right behind that, Cash Money. You know what I mean? Bling, bling. Right. <laughs> and then you, and then, and if you want to throw some more influence on their East Coast wise, it's going to be Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. You know? Crystal. And along, along in there, you got to count Death Row because they flashed a lot of bread. Yeah. You know? So, but th- that's when the label started actually giving niggas money. So it was people running around with the bread. All the artists didn't have it like that, but it was people running around with the that was actually had the money. Past the past the street tales. Yeah. And 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 being close to people on the street that actually got it. Mm-hmm. It was actually people in the industry that started getting that bag. Yeah. You know, so that's around 97, 98. You know, 96, mm-hmm. 97, 98 is when that shit started. I think I would say it probably skyrocketed and it was about to be over for that. Oddly enough, for it to look like, for it to for it to look and sound like that, right? Was around the time was two thousand was that two thousand five when the massacre dropped? I think so. 2005 when 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 Kanye dropped and and Shiva dropped um, shit I looked at I looked at my text and that's the first thing I saw and uh 50 dropped on the same day cuz that yeah, was Kanye and 50 they had the little yeah, yeah 2005 thing, yeah. um was that 2001 nah hell no nah, it couldn't have been no one damn You know, because I think at that point, there started to be a shift, and the identity started to change. That was 50 Cent the Massacre, you're right, 2000, March 3rd, 2005. That right there, that right there, in my opinion, was pretty much the end of the money era. The street dream money era. Do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? The street dream money era. I don't think was, you know, you still had Dipset and, and, and the light running around, but I think it was when Kanye came in with that emotional shit, mm-hmm. we started, it started shifting. Mm-hmm. When Kanye won over 50 with that emotional shit, I think the landscape started shifting right there. Mm-hmm. I think that was the earthquake that, that started to shift us into another era. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I You know, because at that point, not long after that, you end up with Drake. What what years? What year does Drake release his first album? Do we know? The mixtape that popped was in '09. That's what I was about to say. So far gone is probably '09. So far gone, okay. But there was one before that. 
Yeah. But so far gone was the one that blew. Right. But right. the one before that was fire too. Okay. I'm pacing. about to tell you when it came out right now. Oh man. Yeah, 2009, February 13, 2009. Oh, this sucker ass nigga gonna drop on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you Drake ass nigga. Drake ass nigga, man. Come on, Drake. Drake, God. how you gonna be a Drake? No. God, no. Yeah. Shit, that was on the next joint, wasn't it? That was on oh, Take no. Care. I think that was on Take Care. Yeah, I'm pretty sure best I ever had was on Take Care. Nope, you that'd be a lie. So far gone. Yeah, best I ever had took over. It really did. It did. So yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a that that's was a, a mega smash, mega smash, <laughs> mega smash. So yeah, that's the it it it, it we start like, phasing it to yeah. the into the emotional the emo phase. Mm-hmm. Yo, okay, yeah, that's, that's how I see it. That's funny. No, I'm following it because because now we getting um, a lot more um, rapping singing, cutties and. Mm-hmm. A lot more rap and singing. Now, which, which who was it? It was Cuddy who had like a struggle with drugs too. Yeah, yeah. See, now I'm, uh-huh. just, I'm just piecing this stuff together as we move from the emotional yeah, Kanye mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. forward. I'm looking. I see. I see you seeing it. I see we going you today. It. I, hope the, I hope the fans are seeing it too. I hope the listeners are seeing it too. But I feel it. Like there was that's the that's the shift. That's the shift when when the artist when the artist okay. Okay, this is gonna lead you back, lead me back to asking you when the first time you heard about ecstasy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the first time I heard about ecstasy that I remember for a fact, I know I heard about ecstasy was Biggie. So that had to be '96 when he dropped the damn verse. He died in '97, so okay, maybe he did the verse in '97. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But some say the sex, say say X make the sex more spectacular. All right, that he said ecstasy. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. He may have mentioned it before. Somebody may have mentioned it before. But that's 97. Mm-hmm. Niggas didn't start talking about ecstasy for real till four or five years later. Mm-hmm. Clearly doing X, Ja Rule and Puff and all them niggas. And, and it's, you know what I mean, 50 on the song talking about, you know what I mean, if you, you know what I mean, if you in the X, I got the drugs, you yeah. know what I mean, on his first fucking major hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it starts sprinkling in. And then right after that, you get artists spilling their fucking guts. You you get that you get the you they they own drugs mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying they clearly <laughs> own drugs the whole time yeah. you, you know what I mean they clearly own drugs they clearly drugs is involved in hip hop the whole time from at least '97 mm-hmm. when when the major artists when Big is talking about fucking ecstasy yeah. the artist is doing the shit Big is talking about it these niggas doing X right you know what I mean so. But they don't talk about it in the music. They might give it to chicks, but they don't talk about being on drugs and music. Yeah. And then, even at the end with 50, he ain't talking about doing it for real. He talking about giving it to the chicks. Ja Rule and Puffy and them was taking the shit in the music. You see what I'm saying? But not, you know, they was partying. It was yeah. party time. It was right. party time. And then you get that blend in 2005 where you shift from talking about street dreaming to being more emotional. And melodic, and these motherfuckers start pointing their heart out, and of course you start hearing about niggas being drug addicts in music. Yeah, it's obvious that's what you're gonna start hearing about, cause they've been drug addicts the whole goddamn time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Wayno said he seen state property niggas catching seizures way back in the day. It was normal. Mm. Off lean. Mm-hmm. State property ain't been popping in decades. <laughs> you, yes. feel <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? So so it's all it's been there. But that emotional shit, that emo age that we getting ready to talk about, that shit. And we get I guess that we already talked yeah, about. Talking, you yeah, know? we into it. So yeah, 2005, Kanye hit the scene. Then not long after that, Drake singing ass hit the scene. Not long after that, you get Future. He linked out. Yeah. You know. How long? And did that you? becomes the new. And that that becomes. And what we what we're seeing is the is a transition of the identity of hip hop now being because what people are doing filters into the music, right? Mm-hmm. And what we seeing is the highlight, the artists highlighting their uh, addictions, basically, mm-hmm. in the music. They're highlighting their addictions. They're highlighting their woes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went from it's I'm the like, baddest motherfucker. Like the it went from it, it that yo it is the blues. It mm-hmm. is the blues. Do you know how many times I've told motherfuckers that if you listen in the future, you need to understand it. Think about it like listening to a blues artist. That's what you getting. Yeah. That that's what you getting. You might not be getting epic guitar solos and everything, but if you want a motherfucker pouring their heart out, sometimes to the point that they inaudible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's the fucking blues. That's what it is. That's what Cuddy was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? For sure. Like, but it, it's just so fucking disjointed. <laughs> and they got us so out of whack that we not taking the time to craft good blues songs. Right. And that's what I was going to say. No pun intended, but it's like a bad blues. Bad blues. It's like the bad blues. We got a case of the bad blues. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's, the, that's like depression. Mm. Like, we in one. Hip-hop as a whole. Yeah. But so is the fucking nation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Which is why drug use is at all-time high. Facts. Yeah. So, and for the people that can't see, I open my arms, I, uh, arms wide as if to say Eureka. Of course, this, this is the answer. Yes. Um, now, I, hip-hop has, and I think we kind of touched on this on the drug episode, right? And I don't want to skip errors too fast, because, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we talked about, we talked about, the money, the money era, and hopefully that was concise enough for people to know what years we're talking about. Two thousand was is is money and street dream era. Yeah, true. Right, money and street dream era. It's a fusion there. Fusion, and that was what ninety five mm-hmm. to two thousand five. And then we start phasing into, and now don't get me wrong, these money and street dream people still exist. Yeah, you see what I'm saying during the during the next. Identity era, right? And the reason they still exist is because, like eras before, like the, the traditional tenets of hip hop is in that music. Exactly. So it still persists. It's still gonna persist. Time. Fact. Facts. It's still gonna persist. Um, it's we moving from street dreams, money slash money into the emotional era, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to say that's 2005 to 
I don't think we're out of it. Nah, I was going to say, do you have another fusion with mm-hmm. the motion and the Street. artist is the user? You, well, you, the drug you, era. Okay, you I mean, have, but not drug era. I don't even know what the... You have add-ons. I think I got the titles, too. Okay. You, you, we, we blend into the emotional yes. era. The emotional era becomes the emotional addict yes. street fantasy era. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like a, it seemed like so. This era now is an amalgamation of those of two those prior of of those two prior, but add emotion and addiction to it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because the Which money is still there. Own distinctive era. Right. The money is still there, but it's in a different form. It's in fantasy. It's not in. It's not in dream. Like every artist pops up with it. Yeah. It ain't no ascension to money at all. You pop up rich. You pop up with a Bugatti. You pop up with change. You pop up with the watch. You pop up with the chick. That's just all it is to it. You see what I'm saying? You cannot show up poor. Yeah. In the street dream era, you can show up poor and and be a grinder and be a hustler. Right. You see what I'm saying? But that's because it was a dream era. This is a fantasy era. So you got to... Those things are implanted. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you in some pain and you addicted. So you're emotional and you're an addict also. Fact. You see what I'm saying? So you get all three of them shits balled up in one from your from the from the highest of not the highest but from the average artist of this identity era. Yeah. So but but the emotional era, I think I think I think mm, I think it was purely emotional until future hit. And and so, you, future you feel like is the key figure for introducing the attic era. He's gonna Pretty get the much. blame for it. Or, or the blame falls on him because he was mm-hmm. the prominent voice of it. Mm-hmm. He gonna get the blame for it. Okay. In my opinion, I, I mean that's what people lean towards. You could really see. You <laughs> no could, pun you, intended. Wow, I didn't even get that one. Yeah, that's just true. No pun intended. What people <laughs> lean towards. You could you could also say three six, but that was from an era before. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's three six. Old, three six was looked at as some wild niggas. I don't know yeah. too many niggas that went out and tried to act like three six. No, yeah, it didn't. You see what I'm saying? Like that was not some shit you just decided to go try. <laughs> Nah, we can't. That nigga is 2009 for Future. Okay. Future and Drake pretty much dropped the same year. So, so that emotional addict era started about the same time. Yeah, makes sense. It does. Drake was emotional. Drake was emotional. Future was an addict. Yeah. Kanye was emotional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kanye was definitely emotional and an addict. Um, he was both. Wayne wasn't so emotional, but he was definitely an addict. Yeah, yeah. Wayne was everything. You know, yeah. so Wayne was a hot. Boy. <laughs> he was everything. So it's uh, so that era. But but there's one thing I did want to say too. J- just like hip hop started telling the tale, street tales. Because the crack epidemic hit. Mm-hmm. At that time, hip hop was still closer to the vest of the people. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So the stories it was telling was 
pretty much black people's story. Mm-hmm. Today, hip hop isn't close to the vest at all. Hip hop belongs musically, belongs to the world. It's it's the it's the music of the of the of the globe, at least the country, but it's definitely the music of the globe. I know that, but definitely the yes. country, right? So the epidemic in this country is opiates now. It's not necessarily the hood's problem. Yeah. Right? <coughs> but hip hop isn't necessarily the hood's genre anymore. Mm-hmm. So the story that's being told, the emotional addict, is the American tale. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's telling the American tale of the youth. Mm-hmm. Sad and doped up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. trying their best to party. But go ahead. Right. But no, I was going to say, I, I agree with you. And, and, and even in that, it's funny because that is the artist of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the identity. That's the identity. From we've removed from Mac Miller to Juice World. Yep. To uh, yep. Many others. Lil P to to Fredo Fredo Santana. To doesn't matter. (coughs) And if not sad, then traumatized. Yes. You know what I mean? They either sad, traumatized, but regardless, they dealing with that pain. Mm Mm-hmm. And the labels is giving them bread. But they're getting the bread from some motherfucking where. And them niggas is self-medicating. Yeah. To a point where they're killing themselves. All the way to a point where think this is a good time to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I can't, I wish I had, I wish I had reached out before now and figured out what this young man's name was. But earlier this week or last week, we had an artist right here in Raleigh, North Carolina pass from drug overdose. Which is insane. Like, I don't even understand. I mean, I do understand. You know? But, damn. You know? Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's... it's, I, I do know what to say. You don't really... It don't it don't hit home the same way until it actually hit home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you think, damn, artists out there is dying. Now. You know what I'm saying? But when an artist right next to you, whether I knew the, whether we knew the young man or not, but when an artist right next to you is in enough pain to, to do enough Percocets and lean and alcohol to the the die. Yeah. You know. That's a uh, and when I when I get his name when I get his name I'll make sure to give him a, a proper you know uh, give him his proper respect on the show, but that's the era we in, and you can't act like it ain't like if, you know what I mean like it's too many rappers dying from overdoses and and this ain't just one type of motherfucking rapper either. This ain't just a street guy. Like you said, Mac Miller wasn't your street rapper. Lil Pete wasn't a street rapper. Right. Commercial. You know what I mean? Like this is from this is from commercial to backpack to trap to you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter across the board to to, to 
to your to your upper echelon like Wayne and Ross. It doesn't matter. Like every level of hip hop is getting touched by the by this addiction thing. Yeah. Right now. That's a fact. Right now. And even the niggas is saying like you don't rap about being it's whack to rap about being a drug user. Niggas say that, like, but they still go out and be like, yeah, but but Ross and Wayne fire. Yeah. Fuck you mean? Yeah. They don't rap about being drug addicts. Future don't rap about being a drug addict. But how you know what I mean? Like you can't like. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the that's the that's the error. Okay, test my test test the theory we came up with. The ten year. The ten year thing. How did that? How does is there anything that we can say is indicative is that ten years ago led to it? I mean, I don't really know when the opioid thing started. I don't know, but okay, you you mentioned once. What we notice is when something is mentioned, it doesn't really show up to ten years later, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned Big first said the thing about X at yeah. around nine six nine seven, so ten years. Will be the beginning of the next era. Be, be about yeah. be- right before future future hit. Right, and I was saying mm. when I start noticing, mm. and if I wanted access right. to, uh, to X, it was around right. Right. that time. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Right, right. Ten years from two thousand ten. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And if I if if real kids, but but projecting forward, if what's happening at the time is influencing what the music is about a decade later, then it's gonna get real political. Yeah, it's gonna get real political and real violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna get political. It's gonna get really, really political and really violent. Cause in ten years, the kids is gonna be paying for everything that's happening right now. Yeah. All the changes that's going on right now, the the next crop of MCs is gonna be pissed off that that shit that they having to live through it. Yeah. And um, and Kanye is gonna drop another Jesus King album. Well, <laughs> did you no, listen? Just, to, did you listen to Jesus is Born? What? You ain't heard Jesus is Born? Kanye dropped a whole another album like last week, like Christmas. Yeah, I'm not even. I, I don't believe you. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I'm glad I dropped this in the middle of the podcast. Dude. Uh, is he? You heard it? Stop like yeah. You think I'm playing? Nah, Yo, I know you playing. Money. Bet me some money. I know you, but I ain't bet you no money. Bet me some money. We out the street drinking. I already got it added to my damn Apple Music, nigga. Yeah, come on, bro. Huh? Show me, show me. <laughs> I ain't bullshit. He got a song called Revelations 19:1. Hey man. It's the choir from Sunday Soul Service. Okay. Yeah, he ain't rapping. So it's not like a. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if he. I ain't listened to. I ain't listening to nineteen gospel songs, man. But um, not in a row. But it says 
it says that joy to the world, Kanye's Sunday service comes to life on Jesus is born. So to say he ain't going to be on it at all is kind of nuts because he had all of the Sunday services. Yeah. He got a microphone. <laughs> right. Okay, so I don't know how they're going to do a whole album with Sunday service without Ye being on it. But, hey, I know this dropped on Christmas. Oh, man. And I'm glad I waited to not share that with you. Damn. So shit like that makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> that made me happy. Damn. Yeah, you know. But, uh, Wow. Man, so what do you think about the next era? You think it'll be political? You think all this shit is going on? Like, cause I mean, democracy is fucking folding. Yeah. In front of our eyes, like we losing our democracy, like right now. So in ten years, ain't no telling what the fuck America's gonna look like. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's I think it'd definitely uh, be more political in twenty thirty. Um, man. Yeah, but it's oh, okay. So okay, these are things that we know are happening, and what, what, and the reason I'm mentioning these morbid things is because I can't think of shit positive that has happened that has influenced hip hop positively. Mm-hmm. All the, all the, all the, all the all the fucked up shit they throw at us is what we make beauty out of. They ain't thrown nothing good at us. Right, except the bread, and we know that ain't doing that. They ain't not doing that for our good. Right, they doing that for their ownership. Yeah, that's all that is to it. That's what business is. So I'm imagining that as a people, we'll continue to create art based on our circumstance. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, but I watch the news a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think shit's get ready to get fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, like bad. So you know, our democracy is crumbling, is going down, and ain't a lot of people around to really understand what the fuck is happening, right? It's happening. So with that being happened, with that being said, the wealth gap, the the poverty, the poverty line is gonna lower, right? It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna take you a lot less money Mm -hmm. to be poor. You mean, you, you mean like? Mm-hmm. The poverty line is gonna change. You gonna, it's gonna get lower. So the let you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be easier to be poor, right? And there's gonna be a divide between the rich and the poor. The middle class is going to fuck away. We know that. You know what I mean? It, it ain't happening. Yeah. The blue collar workers going to fuck away. Most blue collar jobs is hard to get nowadays. Mm-hmm. In ten years, our rappers is gonna have to deal with this shit. Our artists are gonna have to deal with this shit. Either they're gonna choose to bury their heads and be high, right? Or they're gonna speak on it. Yeah. Now, do we need a bambata to plant that seed so that it pops up 10 years later? You see what I'm saying? Or are the circumstances enough to create it? Well, I think the circumstances is enough to create it, but I also think the seed has been planted. It, like when you're just listening to what J. Cole say in Middle Child, mm-hmm. right? He 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 planted mm-hmm. seeds of yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's on the last verse for that we should see right. in ten years, and also um, of course Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick, yeah. Yeah, and I'm a, and and of course, uh, uh, contrary to my. 
conspiracy theory from early. I think Jay Z is a is a part of Illuminati. No, just, I mean, like yeah, just go somewhere yeah, real go, crazy. Just, just go left. <laughs> but uh, I think he's a part of laying the path so we understand that we're gonna have to speak up a little bit more later. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Meek is a part Meek, of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I see I it. I think I think Nipsey, his legacy yeah. is a part of that conversation. Yeah. You know. So I think it's gonna I think we're at a time God knows, I'm tired of saying I think, but this whole black excellence yeah. thing, this 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 movement thing, I believe is preparing us for the messaging that we're gonna have to do in the music in the in the in the near and coming future mm-hmm. as hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you I know, agree. I, so I see the identity of hip hop if, if unless they completely the, take I, it from I, us. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, Short of them completely taking it from us, I see the identity of hip hop regaining its identity mm. in twenty years, mm. in ten years. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and and the funny thing is, is we get to this point, and it, and this is completely contrary to what we said in our earlier episode. I know, but then we took a different walk today. I know, and you came up with a formula that I think is right, which something is said or done, and then we mm-hmm. get it. The, the climax of it 10, mm-hmm. years. ten years later Man. around 10 years later mm-hmm. right and we may go through the everything that we talked about yeah, us yeah. losing the face of hip-hop right. then you talked about like the core yep of how, how how that core that jazz and yeah and, and, and if it remains and it will that would be the because of the conditions and what's going on now mm-hmm. it would be that's what will be echoing mm-hmm. and it'll be the brightest of the bright yes yeah. It'll be uh, and it'll be a reminiscent of a of a bambada of a bambada era. That's yeah. What 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 Devin was saying is what he believes is that, that's why he thinks the Nipsey Hustle thing was so critical. I I believe that. I think it was extremely critical that he was doing it. God bless the dead. I think it's even more critical that he. Now that he's passed, because I hate to say it, but niggas react to your legacy better more than they do to you being here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can get you to move based on what Nipsey would have wanted you to do more than I can now, based on what Nipsey doing. You're being here and saying it. Right. Right. You're nobody to somebody kills you. Exactly. So I can I get you that that legacy can be leveraged more than Nipsey himself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So, because uh, I, I promise you, they leverage Malcolm, Malcolm, uh, Martin, Martin Luther King. Uh, they leverage his legacy far more than he was able to le- leverage his his life while he was here. That's just how it go, you know. So, if we can continue to keep his name in a good light and keep these suckers like Whack One Hundred off of, you know what I mean? Suckers like that. But this nigga just out here clout chasing me. Somebody need to just beat him up every weekend. Every time he leave the house, just whoop his ass. You know what I mean? Just be sitting outside on his bumper. Pause. As soon as he get ready to come outside to hop in the car, he just know he got to eat that ass whooping, pause, and then go on about his business. Because we know he going to say some fuck shit. But, yeah, man. Um, so let's let's just recap real quick because yeah. I feel like we did enough. Yeah, you know? we did. We did. Uh I think this is a thorough conversation. Nah, yeah, this too. one, yeah, this is yeah. this is a classic. Yeah, it's a classic with no notes. It's with even no more notes. classic because we did it with no notes. Right. Um, but so we'll say the what do we name the first era? The original, 
The identity of that era. I don't know if we gave it a name. The identity of the first era was uh, the authentic era. Or the, or the culture era. How about that? The culture era. The culture era. Because that was the era where you saw mm-hmm. the culture of hip-hop on display. Yeah. It is greatest. Yeah. So that's the culture. That was the identity. That's what you saw. It like It was there. It was in the music. It was in the, it was in the dress. It was in the talk. It was in the, the art. It was yeah. in the dance. It was just there. Uh, the next one is the Zulu Nation era, mm-hmm. right? So, the culture era, the Zulu Nation era, and then we get to the street dream slash money era. Then it mm-hmm. goes to the emo era. Mm-hmm. And from there we get uh, uh a really hybrid era yes. of emo, street fantasy, and attic. Attic, yes. So the emotional street fantasy addiction era. It's getting darker. And it's getting darker. Yeah. But it's also getting more popular. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I think that's because the music itself is speaking to more people. Yes, for sure. There are more people in pain. There are more people addicted than that than were ever involved in street tales. Mm-hmm. This is more connected too. In the digital, yeah, the, the, we yeah, didn't even bring technology in it. That, yeah, that's but, part of the hybrid, right? The technology, exactly. But and I and you, I, I think technology is important. But I think we can have this conversation again with technology as the backdrop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of adding it to this conversation, mm-hmm. because I think setting it just based on the music and the what you actually saw, not why you saw it and how often you saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, It's kind of important. Yes. But um, because we could actually just add layers to it. And I think if we'd have added that technology, we'd be in here for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those are, those are what, five eras? I don't know. No, it's 40. Yeah, 40 years of hip-hop. Yeah, the culture, Zulu, street dream. Yeah, culture, Zulu, street dream, emo, fantasy. Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, fantasy, addict, and emo. That's fair. I'm trying to... It's an acronym for that. Like... Oh, the AEF, the fee. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, knows. I don't know. But the 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 last one, the emo. No, not the emo. But it's fantasy. Yeah. What? So let me ask you a question before we get out of here. What do you think is more represent uh, representative of the era? Of this era? Yes, the street fantasy or the addiction. If you would have asked me this four years ago, I would have said the street fantasy. I know you would have. But yeah. now I'll say the addiction. The addiction because of the deaths. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the continuous deaths. And the continuous deaths, yeah. And how close they happening. So clearly we went from the emotion to the addiction era. 
It's there's there's a hybrid, but the slashes come after the addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't hit a not cool. Yeah, it ain't changed yet. It ain't changed. It to, to crack, right? It ain't changed. It ain't changed. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think there's. I think that's what we got. The, this last one is the addiction with some asterisks. Yeah. Right. Wow. I hate that that's the one we in now, but we think this next one might be a doozy. <laughs> this next one might be your traditional, son. I know. We are. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But yeah, the resurgence. Sorry, the resurgence. Um, but yeah, man, you think we did enough? Yeah, I definitely think we did enough. All right, cool, cool. All right, so as usual, we're gonna ask y'all to follow us at conversation. Covers at damn. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so as usual, we're gonna ask y'all to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at conversate for a few. Um, follow us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe to Conversate for a few. Rate the show, give us five stars, five mics, five apples, five rotten tomatoes. Waka waka waka. If you don't get it, fuck you. Um, <laughs> it also share the show with your friends. Make sure that they know that we're here because that's the only way they're gonna know if you tell them. You know what I mean? Also, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If there's an error that you think we missed or you think we miscalculated some years or whatever, you got your opinions, you know what I'm saying? Give us your facts. Well, you know they wrong, but we want to hear <laughs> That's me. That's a fact. That right. your facts is wrong. Right. Now, we, you know, we, we bullshit. We, we, we value our fans' thoughts, man. So yeah. you send them over, and we're going to treat them like shit, but we're going to value them before yeah, we do that. Yeah, send them over. Yeah. They ain't going to pay attention. <laughs> Just send them anyway. Man. But nah, for real, we care about what y'all think. But um, uh, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. And happy new year, yo. <laughs> Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few. Hustle. Welcome, man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few.